Hi, uh, this is Jan from Long Distance Calling and you're listening to Broadcast. Welcome back to the broadcast. My name is Dario. I'm your host and this is episode 62. And as you heard today, we have a guest from Germany. It's not that long of a distance call, only uh, a couple of hundred kilometers. We already had Australia and whatnot. But um, yeah, we're happy to have Jan from Long Distance Calling on the show today. How are you doing? I'm fine. It's a lot to do right now. It's beautiful weather outside that's true and uh no it's a it's a good time for us as a band besides the situation of course but uh yeah there's lots to do at the moment and good news coming in so yeah i'm happy to be here yeah we'll, we'll get back to all of that in a second um we at the broadcast we love to start our show actually with a little section that we like to call what's in your walk man where we ask our guests and also uh say ourselves well, what what kind of music, which songs or new albums or maybe some old favorites we've been listening to lately. So is there anything specific you you can think of right now that you've been uh, playing? <laughs> yeah, it's lately? very, very diverse. Uh, what I'm listening to, it's uh, not so much new stuff, actually. But I really like Bishop Briggs at the moment which is not a proc at all. It's a, a American pop singer. And uh, I also revisit Pink Floyd every now and then. I'm listening a lot to Pink Floyd right now. And um, old Alison Chains stuff. So it's very different and not that proggy, but of course there's always some <laughs> tool or a perfect circle on my player. Any specific songs that stand out? Um that you can yeah. think of right now that I could add to the playlist actually that we are compiling in addition to the broadcast always any yeah. any songs that come to mind that you would like to put into the playlist next to the long distance calling songs uh, for me it's um, Comfortably Numb from Pink Floyd any specific uh, any, any specific live version or the studio version? No, the album version the album version, alright and uh, Judith from A Perfect Circle. Yeah, classic. Anything from Alison Change and 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 the the American pop singer? I didn't get the name earlier. <laughs> uh, Bishop Briggs. Um, Bishop Briggs. Ah. Bishop Briggs. Let me think about it. Uh, let's take River. I'm I'm super curious always to also check out the the non prog stuff. I mean, we had in the last days, uh, in the last weeks, we had uh, two um, guests who also suggested the new Lady Gaga album, for example, or the du new Dua Lipa album, even. And I'm happy to include that because that's like we're we're not narrow-minded progers that like only listen to pre-70s prog or whatever well no. I, I really like the diversity and that's that's because uh, that's why i why i love uh having guests like you also bringing other stuff in that's a little bit outside of the that's door rock like the mix of everything that's yeah. from that's prog so uh, absolutely yeah 
<laughs> I can get behind it. And uh, yeah, Alice in Chains, we, you also said you love to listen to Alice in Chains. Any favorite song from them? Rooster. Rooster. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, of course, I've been listening to a lot of music as well. Um, this week, I would like to plug a, a, two songs. One is the new and the second single of an uh, international prog metal project called Aqua Furtive. And the song is called The Path of the Lost. And we at the prog space had uh, the opportunity to um, host this, the single and the video premiere. And my good friend and colleague Van, who is also uh, with us at the prog space, actually did the lyrics video for that. So that was super exciting. It's a It's a monster modern prog metal song with with both clean vocals and growls. It's it's a top-notch song and I can't wait to hear more from Aqua Furtiva. Uh, I've already talked about them on the show before this year. Um, and the second one is from a uh, from the new album from Kairos. We had Adam, um, the singer and keyboarder, on the show two weeks ago. And uh, Kairos are from the UK, and they play a kind of 80s, uh, 80s synth-heavy kind of prog. And the 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 long track, the longest track on the album, the album's called Selexa Dreams, and uh, the longest track on the album is called Inventa Black. And it's like I think it's it might be the best prog epic of 2020 so far. I really love that song, and uh, I'm I'm gonna put that into the playlist, even though it's uh, almost 15 minutes long. I think, um, but I mean, you guys also had some longer songs in your discography, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, let's talk about long distance calling. You guys have been around for quite some time already. Um, your debut album, Satellite Bay, it dates back to 2007, and you have. Uh, um, including the upcoming album How Do We Want to Live that is actually out this week um, mm -hmm. on Friday on, yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be your seventh album all in all and um, exactly. it is uh, the first thing that uh, uh, grabbed my attention when the the album info was released uh, the information about the album was of course the gorgeous cover artwork <laughs> and uh now in the meantime of course all also the like un unboxing videos of of special box sets uh, surfaced so um yeah this this cover artwork i i have to say it it's it's like one of the best of this year already and it's just so beautiful um, so you, maybe you can start with um, yeah with with talking about the um, uh, the collaboration you did there with the with the artist that did the um, the cover artwork. Yeah. That so the guy <laughs> is called Max Löffler. He's uh, also from Germany, and we know him for a long time because he started doing shirt designs for us like ten years ago, and now he's doing a lot of big stuff like uh, for the New Yorker or New York Times sometimes, like some illustrations. And uh, we thought he's the right guy for this album because we wanted something really visual and a bit more colorful than the last albums, like including the black and white album. 
the last albums were a bit monochrome. Yeah. Like, and this time we wanted to have more, more colors and to have more impact with the artwork. So he was the perfect choice for that. And he did the extra mile, I can tell you. So mm -hmm. he did a lot of work for this. And there's an alternative artwork even for the box set and everything. And he did the single cover so and the social media graphics. So we wanted to have everything out of one hand. That yeah. was really important for us this time. Um, yeah, that also might, uh, yeah, that leads us actually directly into the, 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 the new album as it is, how do we want to live? Um, before we dive into the, the overall concept, maybe for the listeners who, who are not that familiar with your, with, with long distance calling with the, with your discography, um, How do you guys uh, um, work when you when you start writing an album and then go to recording? Were, were there any difference to the previous um, albums, and and also, um, yeah, how how do you approach making music? Is there is the music there? Even though most of the, your music is instrumental, is uh, you always have like a very clear. Um, conceptual theme going on especially on the new album um mm -hmm. is is that do you have that before you go and write the music or do you write the music and then kind of model the the concept around it mm -hmm. that's a good <laughs> question normally we always start with the music and we just meet meet up and we jam that's how we write records Uh, and normally we add the electronic stuff at the end when the songs are done. This time it was like 50-50, like uh, some songs started with an electronic idea and we built the rest of the song around it. But yeah, normally we just meet up and start to jam and then there's a concept or a name or a title. Uh, but this time for how do we want to live, I think the idea was first actually for the first time really and then the idea became clear pretty quickly that it should be more electronic because it just fits to the whole concept of artificial intelligence and future and yeah so this was a bit different from the last times but we always meet and start jamming so but this time we had another producer Like, uh, apart from the last two albums, we uh, found a new one this time and we recorded the drums in a different studio as well in a total nerd, top-notch drum recording space. So that was really nice. So yeah, we did a, a couple of things a bit different this time. Yeah, the, the, the production is definitely phenomenal. Um, very audiophile, I would say. Um, yeah. Uh, with with such a big big topic and 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 concept over like the, the framework of the albums uh, seems very very important this time around uh, like starting with the album title and of course with the artwork and then down to the um, song titles as well and especially also the videos of course. Um, So um, yeah, 
how did you go about choosing the singles and um yeah those videos are really something special especially the last two voices and immunity of course um they have like really like powerful and and also very clear and 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 clear messages that lots of bands maybe uh wouldn't necessarily go and say okay we we make a concept album out of this um and we b because it might yeah cost us some fans or whatever um yeah so how, how did you uh choose the the singles and and then how did the videos came about uh, as as i said for voices and immunity as there's they're pretty pretty powerful and pretty, they have a, like a strong message yeah we don't care if some people don't like it it's just we even though we are an instrumental band mainly we have an opinion and that's important for us to have this opinion and we wanted strong videos this time and not just playing somewhere and that's it we wanted to especially with the main video with which is for voices we wanted to have reactions from people and to include another topic into the artificial intelligence thing like the video it deals about a, a relationship between a human and an android uh, a machine and both are men so there was this homosexual aspect as well and we knew upfront that uh, there will be some weird messages from russia for example And there were plenty of them, but that's okay. And that's what we knew up front. And it showed that it's still important to talk about it in mm -hmm. 2020. And for immunity, this wasn't planned at all. That when Corona came up, it just fit so well. And then all these crazy guys came up with their weird opinions. And... Uh, We just wanted to make the record straight and uh, show that this is all bullshit and this disease exists and it's not just a, yeah. Yeah. That was sad. important to us. Great. Um, yeah, we, we, we really appreciate um, in these times. Uh, we here at, I know I can speak for, for the team from the broadcast and the prog space that we definitely appreciate bands stepping forward and uh, lending their voices to the the good fight and the good cause. Um, yes. So kudos to that. And uh, yeah, we, we definitely appreciate that. Um, diving a little bit more about the, 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 the thoughts and uh, behind the concept about the future of, Uh, the relationship between humans and artificial intelligence and stuff. I recently came about uh, an article or maybe it was a YouTube video. I actually didn't click on it. I didn't watch watch it or read it. It was um, I just read the the headline, so to speak. And it mm -hmm. was uh, from like Elon Musk uh, was kind of saying that that uh, in his opinion we should all embrace becoming cyborgs so the the artificial intelligence and the machines uh don't uh, won't make uh, the humans superfluous in in the end in the long run so what are your thoughts on that <laughs> it's very interesting and i we did a lot of research 
and uh, I know what he's saying. And maybe physically, it's a good point because uh, there will be technology that will enhance us as humans. So we will be cyborgs in a way, which is good if you have a problem with your heart or whatever. It's already a little bit like that. But uh, I read uh, an article from Ranga Yogeshwar mm -hmm. and he said it will take still a long, long time until machines will reach our level because machines can do one thing really, really, really good. But the complexity of a human being is so much more and that's just not possible to recreate this with a machine yet. Like we can do so many as well um, stupid things, but we can do so many different things that's not possible at all for a machine yet. So this will take still a very long time. And of course, machines need to learn from us. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, It's a very, very interesting question, but I, I don't think humans will be super fluid, really. But we have to be careful. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, we're not there yet, uh, uh, luckily. Um, your last release, Before How Do We Want to Live, last year, was actually a live release um, yeah. from your Seats and Sound Mm -hmm. tour called Stummfilm, which is a silent movie. And um, you were about to continue this concept tour, but I think you moved the the dates towards later point because... Not yet. No, no, ah, it, it's still uh, still on yeah. for, for later this year? Yeah, we're still waiting for someone to say... Yes we or can no. <laughs> not do it, yeah, because yeah. it's seated venues. This could be an advantage. Yeah, but still, so, probably you, you, if you, if you can go forward with them, it, it, I'm assuming it might be that you can all only sell maybe 50% of the capacity, and then every second so, yeah, yeah, seat yeah. will be taken out or something like that. Yeah. So we're talking to our promoter, he's talking to the local promoters and it's going back and forth and let's see how it's possible. If it's not possible, it's not possible and we yeah. will postpone it to next year, I think, early next year. But uh, we still hope that we can do it somehow or at least a part of the shows because because of the federal system, it could be yeah, different, different in, dif different in, in, in uh, different every, places. So, yeah. yeah. I just don't know. I really, really hope we can play some of the shows at least. Um, do you have any insights in the uh, into the tour booking as as far as the if venues now see that you can all only uh, sell like half of the capacity that they like charging would charge you as a band less to play there and or. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Is is there uh, any talks about like? Uh, yeah, leveling the the. We don't know yet. Our but, promoter is talking to them, but yeah. I guess the deals have to be renegotiated or whatever, yeah. because it's less tickets. Then, of course, this will affect the deals. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, next week, I heard uh, um, somebody told me that you have actually a release. A very special release concert for uh, how do we want to live? You have planned for next week. Is that correct? 
Yeah, next week there's a show in the in the car cinema. Yeah, in Oberhausen on July second. <laughs> right. Um, so, where the I'm I'm guessing you you're preparing this show already. Um, yeah. um And um, are the preparations for a show like this different to a, to a normal show? Is the stage bigger? <laughs> I mean, I, I've never been to a to a to a car not, cinema. <laughs> not really. Like the preparations are pretty regular, I would say. We have some visuals <coughs> going on, but we just practiced like for the last days, and uh, our sound and video guys they are doing the video stuff and everything. So it's not really different for us. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was gonna ask you now now because it's uh, it I I, I still find the the idea or the the thought of uh, going to a concert and sitting in your car a bit weird is it like there's gonna be the the possibility to listen to the live sound on your car radio if you're in if you're in the concert with your car right or or is it just a big pa yeah like you're sitting in the, you're sitting in the car and uh, you're getting the sound inside the car that's the plan All right, I, I've seen a little clip. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was the same car cinema. Actually, uh, like last week, I saw a little clip from uh, German metal queen Doro <laughs> playing, <Yeah. laughs> and it was at the end of the show, I guess. And she was like running towards the the cars, the first rows, and then she was running th between the cars during the like her big anthem uh all we are i think it is <laughs> yeah and um well the people were some of the people were outside the cars standing between the cars and i was wondering well then what's the point of having cars at all if you like if you're standing between the cars next to each other that was a i <laughs> saw it as well on another yeah i don't get it it's really <laughs> weird and it will be pretty weird on stage but we like weird stuff and we like to try new <laughs> things so we just thought it might fit to the uh, seats and sounds concept uh, because people are sitting anyways so and we have the video stuff going on so i think it's it's worth a try are there gonna be a lot new songs already i mean it's it's the the release yeah. concert is advertised as the release concert so you're gonna play a lot from the new album i guess yeah The most part of the album, and uh, there's Plus, there's one song uh, on the album with vocals. Uh, it's yes. not not the the first song in the history of long distance no. calling, of course, to have uh, lead vocals. Um, but this time, it's uh, the singer is not as well known as many guests in the past. No. Uh, so. Could you tell us a little bit how um, how you you found him, who, who he is, and and how the collaboration was like? Yeah, like he's called Eric Eric Pulverich uh, from the German band Karl Stallone, and he was just recommended by our producer, and is like you said in the beginning, it's album number seven, so we didn't feel the urge to have somebody well known for this album. So I think uh, we just wanted someone who can sing well, and that's it. And there's no need for a, for a big name or whatever. And he was recommended by the producer because he recorded with him a couple of months before. 
And then we checked it out and we really liked it. And now we're getting a lot of feedback that he sounds like Peter Gabriel or stuff like that, which is so funny because that wasn't my first impression at all. But now, after I've heard it a couple of times, I can really hear it in the song. It's really funny. Uh, I will listen to it again and uh, like yeah. uh, with that in mind. Um, so when when you uh, when you compose songs with vocals, do, do you set out to compose this specific song with vocals, or um, just at one point you think maybe on this song vocals would fit? Or uh, is it, it depends from song to song. Also this time, there's another bit that's a bit different from the past. Normally, we always did it like we had some someone in mind. We asked him, he said yes, and then we wrote the song for him. Mm -hmm. And this time, we just had a couple of songs, and this song was the most regular structured in a way. Yeah, It's still a weird song, but... Uh, It had the most regular structure, and we thought thought this could maybe be a a, a vocal song. And uh, because of the part that's now the chorus, that was just screaming for uh, vocals. So that yeah. was because we did it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And of uh, on top of it, it was another chance for us to go deeper into the concept with lyrics for one song yeah. for real lyrics and this song is written from the perspective of the machines so that was interesting to have another narrational Let, tool yeah, the, yeah. another layer uh, an, another thing that uh, is also not new in the sound I guess um, but pretty prevalent in the especially in the first two songs I think the are, are like voiceovers or like Mm -hmm. um, did you record them uh, or did you take them from movies or, or uh, how, how do you get them <laughs> uh, we um, like I said we did a lot of research and um, some of the stuff is inspired by other stuff but we recorded everything ourselves like we always have the same guy on every album <laughs> who is doing the vocal samples he's a Native American and a friend of ours and He has, has such a nice voice. And on top of that, we had a girl called Sarah this time. She's from Canada. And she did the female vocal sample stuff. Yeah. yeah uh, the f first thing when you start listening to the, the album, and I guess it will stick in every everyone's brains when they listen to the album, is uh, cur curiosity is a real bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like almost the, the... was a problem because it's swearing. So <laughs> and now we have a... Parental advisory <laughs> somewhere, yeah, yeah, on Spotify. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully it won't, uh, um, like, it won't disturb the album cover in one way or another. No, no, it's fine, I think. <laughs> yeah, great. It's, uh, um, yeah, it's definitely a. a, a Big, big album, and I expect uh, you guys to do even like, yeah, to to continue your your um, your journey you did with the previous albums. I mean, you you really worked your your asses off to to yeah. get to the point where you are now, and uh, I've I I have the feeling you're you really have 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 a statement with this uh, big statement. 
uh, both uh, not not only uh, with what you have to say, but also, of course, musically and kind of, um, yeah, we like you 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 show the world. Okay, this this is us, and this this is where we where our path has led us musically yeah. as well, and uh, also like uh, success wise, I would say that. Uh, you you guys been been doing pretty well for a weird german yeah. <laughs> instrumental band <laughs> exactly always when somebody asks me what kind of music are you playing i said yeah well it's it's a weird music but uh, yeah we just like to do things differently and we realized pretty early that as weird as it is uh, it's also pretty catchy because we are always we all think that hook lines are very very important in music mm. i don't listen to music where there's no hook lines but it doesn't have to be vocals it's just it can be a guitar solo or a sound or a rhythm or whatever just some points in the song we're looking forward to like a climax or whatever and that's what always was very very important to us and when we started the band everybody was saying Forget about it. You're from Germany and <laughs> instrumental. This is a no. And we are always like, well, like a little bit of a punk rock attitude. Uh, okay, we'll show you. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah. And it started as a fun band, which is the funny thing. We never wanted to be instrumental. We just didn't find anyone. So we said, okay, let's do it instrumental. And then we realized that this works for us. Um, yeah, the interesting thing about your long distance calling, I think, is that uh, of course you guys are not like limited to one genre or limited to prog or not. Uh, yeah, and and you're neither limited to the post rock or whatever genre. Yeah. I think there's certainly a lot of people from these who who like listen to most um, mostly only stuff from this genre that they find something appealing in your music but i also think that your music could be appealing to um people from outside of the prog and post scenes exactly. yeah um, that's what we realize of course it's a yeah it's a everything has pros and cons and of course we never wanted to be part of a post-rock scene because we don't really understand what it is it's it's, it's just i don't know like this genre thing We just do what we're doing and we have a little toe in a lot of different genres, but not a big toe in one genre. But I think that's a good thing. It just takes a little bit longer, but I think it will last longer as well because our audience, I've been to so many shows in my life and I rarely, I've rarely seen a so diverse audience as we have because it's so different like there's a young indie girl and you have the 70 year old pink floyd um, grandpa and now to this point we have pretty much of those older pink floyd guys and this is just great because they've seen the original and they know what's on the deal <laughs> and that's always very nice talking to them after shows when they're totally flashed and that well we're just this band and it's uh, it's funny yeah it's a lot of different it's people from a lot of different angles and i think that's a very good thing absolutely it's very cool, it's very cool. now um you personally also 
connected to long distance calling, but um, for you, uh, this is not the first podcast you were participating in. I mean, you started your own podcast even together yeah. with your uh, bandmate uh, Janos, I think Janos. was yeah, the drummer. Um, you have three or four episodes now, and it's in German, right? Yes. And, and uh, the title uh, translated would be something like laughing into the bus law. Um, yes. So w w what's your podcast about? What what stuff are you talking about there for German fan, uh, yeah. listeners who, who might be interested in checking out your podcast as well? Well, yeah, it's called Lachend in die Kreissäge, like you said, and it's uh, we are on the phone anyways like three or four times a day so we said why not record it <laughs> and uh, we're talking a lot to each other and the idea was just not to tell all totally stupid stuff or what's so great we found uh, found it very interesting to talk about stuff that doesn't work and what you can learn from it and there's always fuck ups somewhere and everybody has them The question is if you want to talk about it or not, and we just said, why not? So I think that's a funny thing, and uh, yeah, we have another episode recorded that will be out next week with a pretty famous German metal musician, and okay, that's cool. also really funny because all of them have to say something about stuff that didn't work out, or and you only always see the good stuff, but there's a lot of shit. <laughs> Uh, that nobody talks about and that's pretty interesting i think that's uh that's the interesting stuff yeah um yeah i'm really curious i'm gonna check it out if i find the time um but yeah curiosity is a bastard i uh, uh, it will win in the end always yeah <laughs> if you and really curiosity is what keeps us alive yeah yeah Good. it's uh it, if, if you're really curious about something you will make the time to check it out <laughs> yes, and it gives you so much energy. Like, I'm really bad with stuff I don't care about. But when I'm really interested in something, I I have so much energy for this. It's crazy. It's just, uh, yeah, it's funny. So you need to be curious. People should be curious. People definitely should be curious about how do we want to live. Um, not only the question, uh, pose the question to themselves, but of course also... Uh, listen to the new long distance calling album that's out on Friday, June 26th uh, through Inside Out Records, right? Right. Inside Out Music, it's actually called the yes. label. Um, yeah, best of luck with the album, with uh, your album release show. I'm looking forward to, to seeing pictures or, or some video snippets from next week from the show. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all the best with all that and of course um, we all hope that uh, soon we we all can go back to concerts and that you guys can do your uh, second part of the Seats and Sounds tour or is it already the third? Um, no, it's the second the, the, Seats and yeah, Sounds. Yeah. So, Thank and, you very much. I hope, but really hope that we can do it because as much as we like writing songs and doing albums, We are a live band, so it's just yeah, we love to play. Yeah, and uh, but for this you need new songs. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the new, new songs are coming, 
and uh, yeah, for for those who who can't wait to see or to to get a, a glimpse of the live experience, there's always the uh, live album and DVD Stummfilm from last year. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Still, which we finally did because we were asked a couple of times and we always said if we do it we want to do it right and we need some money for this and blah 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 yeah. and this time the record company said yeah well let's do it <laughs> and that's fine because yeah it should have a good sound and good pictures and everything nobody needs a bad live recording that's uh, <laughs> that's for sure um yeah thank you very much for joining the broadcast this week as i said all the best with the new release and uh, hopefully see you live one day um, I mean, we're both in Germany, so once you uh, come through Munich, I'm sure we'll find a way to check it out in case I'm here as well. Um, and now oh, I have a question for you. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Later today, I have another interview for a UK magazine, and it's about a special they're doing about porcupine trees in absentia. Okay. Anything you want me to ask or to... <laughs> <laughs> to say about this album uh, <laughs> it was actually my first encounter with Porcupine Tree um, I, I don't remember which was my first encounter for Porcupine Tree was but I really actually I really really fell in love with them with um, Fear of a Pla Blank Planet only that, that was like quite late in the history of, yeah. of uh, Porcupine Tree of course but uh, when they started out I was too young <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, um, but um, yeah. that I don't know. It's uh, it's it's a weird album because it's um, it's so so catchy and compact. All those compositions, and I mean, I, I just love Fear, Fear of a Blank Planet because, of course, anesthetize is on it, like with like yeah. almost prog metal heaviness and epic song structures and. Um, so it's it's very very different from from my favorite uh, porcupine tree stuff. I still love it, but uh, for me I, it's Deadwing. I think it's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, Dead Deadwing has a bit of both. Like exactly. um, the the um, um, arriving somewhere but not here is one of the most beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah, it's twelve minutes, I think. So so and and they go by like three minutes and it's just an epic feel and, and a great song from start to finish. Um, it's 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 one of the best songs in this uh, length, I would say. Um, Do you think they will ever come back? Um, I I really hope. I really hope. <laughs> as much as I like. Stephen Wilson solo stuff, not everything, but a lot of yeah. stuff. But Porcupine Tree for me, it's the real deal. I mean, we're we're, we're gonna have a reunion of uh, liquid, liquid tension experiment, so it seems. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and you you for for a long time, people thought uh, Mike Portnoy and and the other Dream Theater guys would never talk again with with yeah, each yeah. other. Um, so there there's always the possibility and. Um, yeah, it, it, people are craving for it. The fans are craving for it. For my, for my um, understanding, or 
I, I get a little bit annoyed by fans, both of the Porcupine Tree fans and the, like the Dream Theater fans who who are just so annoying with their constant, uh, when when is the reunion gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it it uh, could be potentially great if it happens. <laughs> I think it just can be great if he really likes to do it and yeah. not like yeah. he has to do it in a way. That that But that. I don't, But I think he's a guy who doesn't do what he don't want to do. So yeah, I think yeah, I think it could be really good. And I was also very very scared of the tool uh, shows last year because I'm a huge fan and it's a long time. Yeah, and it was so good. I've I've, I've seen them. My 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 history with Tool is I've never been a big of Tool listener at home, but I always respected the band, of course, uh, and I know of their significance for for the genre and the, um, like also heavy music in general. Yeah. And um, I had the opportunity to see them on my 18th birthday okay. <laughs> from for the 10,000 Days tour back then, and that was a that was an amazing thing i'm i'm not that much sold on the new stuff so and i also didn't go to see them last year um, yeah the but... record is a bit difficult i have to say uh, i it's but i saw them at rock and ring last year and before yeah. them there was smashing pumpkins and alice in chains and playing and they blew them all away it was okay. just yeah holy shit that yeah, was I mean, so that, good that 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 show from the 10000 days tour i saw It was in Stuttgart in the Schleierhalle, yeah. and it was it was just mind blowing with the with the um, visuals and the exactly. uh, and the and the laser show. It was uh, a trip without needing any need. I didn't need to exactly. to uh, take any drugs. I was taken on a trip uh, by exactly. by the by the. Uh, um, the show audio audio visual uh, yeah. show itself. Yes. And that's what music should be about. I think that's yeah. a great final word. <laughs> <laughs> the broadcast is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel-Lewis, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant.